Hey, I'm Derek Watts, and this is Carte Blanche, the podcast. Here you will find in-depth stories on the issues that matter, while we also bring you exclusive interviews and analysis to help you better understand the stories behind the headlines. So turn up the volume and settle in. It started as a night out with friends at a Cape Town house party. It ended in a violent assault that ruined a young man's life. Despite it being reported to the police and a significant body of evidence, the alleged attacker has yet to appear in court. Claire travelled to Cape Town to find out why. Cape Town tourist hotspot and a magnet for so-called digital nomads. It's where a young foreigner found opportunity and the hope of a new life until a shocking case of justice delayed threw it into turmoil. Portuguese-French national Paulo de Barros was dispatched to the Cape Town office of an international tech company. I was sent to South Africa in uh, 2017, basically creating browsers where internet becomes less expensive for people with lower disposable income. Health conscious and active, Cape Town fit him like a glove. I was um, someone that was very active and of course spending time with family and a lot of friends and uh, enjoying life. I was once a soccer player, a break dancer, and as of late I was a triathlete uh, doing a lot of Ironmans. I like challenges, and um, this is who I was. That life, now just a memory. Paolo was thriving, living his best life. But after two years, an inexplicable altercation brought all of that to a crashing halt. It took place at a house party in Bantry Bay, a suburb on the Atlantic seaboard where some of Cape Town's wealthiest residents have their homes, a playground for the city's elite. Paolo remembers arriving, but nothing else. He's had to piece together what happened from people who were there that night. Shocking CCTV footage lays bare a brief but brutal assault. It left Paolo unconscious on the ground. He broke my nose and skull at this moment. He hit me again. I was unconscious, unable to defend myself, but it's not finished. He comes back. William Booth is one of Cape Town's best-known criminal lawyers. Incidents like this, he says, often result in charges far more serious than just assault. Attempted murder is also interlinked with assault or with assault with intent. If you're beating somebody up with your fists, you're kicking them, uh, that could also indicate intention to, to kill the person. When I woke up, I was very disorientated. I had uh, bleeding inside my brain in multiple places. I had uh, my skull fractured 
and I remember the staff saying that someone has tried to kill me. A friend, Richard Mantle, received a call saying Paolo was in a critical condition in hospital. When was the first time that you could see him? When I picked him up uh, about eight days later, and he basically came back and stayed here, 19, 20 hours a day lying in the fetal position. Paolo described living with an elephant in his head as if external sounds were leaking into his skull. Imagine you can't visit public spaces because you can literally feel every bit of noise in your brain. I couldn't go anywhere. Just the noise of the outside was making me sick. He flew back to France for specialist medical care. Paolo's fracture never healed, leaving him with debilitating symptoms his doctors hadn't seen before. In March, they operated on his skull. The surgeons reached Paolo's skull from an incision behind his ear, delicately working on the fracture. They basically resurface everything and then they cover it with bone and plug it, so then there is no more leakage. It's been two and a half years since Paolo's assault, a harrowing journey back from the brink. But what about justice for the brazen attack? If you look at the footage, the assailant is clear. But why would a man punch him and kick him while he's lying already unconscious on the floor? These are questions that Paolo has been asking himself as well. But his search for answers led nowhere. An investigating officer even saying there was no incident to investigate. That's despite Paolo's injuries and the CCTV footage. Increasingly frustrated, Paolo hired a private investigator who collected 10 witness statements pointing to a quiet night with no hint of the violence to come. People were having fun mingling with no sign of disagreements or arguments, said one. Another described a pleasant, peaceful evening. Astonishingly, of the more than 30 people there that night, none claimed to have seen the incident. But the CCTV evidence leads witnesses to point fingers at Gino Sanchez. A 25-year-old from Johannesburg and unknown to Paolo, Sanchez attended St. John's College, one of the city's top private schools. Well-traveled, judging by his social media, he's clearly close to his father, Joe Sanchez, CEO of a major company, and someone we would get to know later. So there were witness statements, crucial CCTV footage and an alleged perpetrator. And yet, surprisingly, the National Prosecuting Authority declined to take up the case. Paolo, though, wasn't backing down. He turned to William Booth to fight his case. I then took the matter one step higher, as it were, to the Director of Public Prosecutions in the Western Cape, who uh, reviewed the case and he decided to, uh, or rather they, decided to prosecute. 
That was two years ago. After several months, Paolo received news that the NPA had decided to change its mind and prosecute a case of attempted murder against Gino Sanchez. But that didn't mean that he'd be arrested. Almost two years later, he's yet to appear in court. Richard was a bystander to this comedy of errors. I was told that uh, this Gino Sanchez guy was going to be um, in court. And I stood there for six, seven hours and then was eventually told actually the subpoena hadn't been served. Again, Booth stepped in, demanding action from the authorities. An application was made by the prosecutors to a magistrate for a warrant for the arrest. As we speak, the police at Seapoint are in the process of, of looking for the perpetrator to have him arrested. Booth needs to convince the judge that Gino had intended harming Paolo. Two of the witness statements may show this. Gino said he would smack him if he didn't stop following him, says one. Another claims Gino was very agitated and said he was going to smack De Barros. Gino Sanchez is being sued by Paolo in civil court too. That's where we found his version of events. He says the plaintiff was the antagonist in the altercation, claiming Paolo bumped him aggressively to provoke a reaction, swore at, abused and crowded him, followed him outside and threatened him. Gino claims it was self-defense and that his conduct was reasonable. I have to disagree. I was ambushed. I'm not aggressive, respectful of everyone and anyone. We called Gino to ask him for his side of the story. I'd like to request an interview with you, Gino, please, about the assault with uh, Mr. Paolo de Barros. You hit, you assaulted Mr. Paolo de Barros. Remember that? Yes, I remember that. Can I please give you my daughter's email? Gino's father, Joe, interrupted. Um, who am I speaking to? Mr. Sanchez. We want to request an interview with uh, Gino Sanchez with regards to the assault that happened on Mr. Paolo de Barros. Yes, that's the 38-year-old that was at a 22-year-old party. It doesn't matter what the age is, he's been assaulted no. and he's got, no, brain, he's got brain damage from that assault. Man. Unfortunately, we're in the process uh, legally of, uh, so that, that won't be possible. We're fighting and defending it, like Mr. Barros. If my lawyers are okay to do the interview, then happily Gina will do the interview. There's nothing too hard. Bye-bye. In a letter sent after our phone call, Sanchez's lawyers said their clients couldn't do an interview as it would prejudice their case. They claimed we had an agenda and said that Paolo had threatened them. They emphasized their client acted in self-defense and warned of legal action if we broadcast this story. Is it unusual for a case that seems quite um, clear-cut to take so long? It shouldn't take so long. Both the victim and an accused in a criminal matter should want the matter to be finalized uh, quickly. 
For Paolo, it's about justice and his day in court. Life isn't fair sometimes, but you have to believe that things will get better. And this is what I've done. You can have all the wealth, but you have, if you have no health or integrity, what's the point then? Be sure to keep an eye on our social pages for more updates on this story. And if you have a story to share with us, head on over to the Carte Blanche website and click on the Tip Us Off tab. Thanks for listening. Why not share Carte Blanche, the podcast, with family and friends, even those living overseas? They can find us now on Spotify and all major platforms. 